Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, and I am here with my co-host on the other side of the country this time, Tim Taylor. <laughs> you darn tootin'. <laughs> why, why are you country guy right now? I don't know. I try to make a new noise every time, and I think I've run out of very simple noises. So now okay. it's, it's just going to get crazier. I didn't know if you were working on your Halloween costume of being like a country singer or something like what what this might be a weird question and I might be stupid for asking it but what is Halloween like in LA as far as as far as like trick or treating and stuff goes that doesn't happen right trick or treating doesn't happen unless you're in a rich neighborhood okay. uh and thankfully uh, to the point where like even like the kids around here will still probably get driven to another neighborhood that expects trick or treaters yeah yeah it's more of a like this is a trick or treating neighborhood this one's not whatever yeah uh, but in terms of energy, just chaos, you know, Los Angeles is a crazy, horrifying place. And now it's just all of that when people dressed up yeah, in gory makeup and funny costumes and bad costumes, everything in between. Nice. You got any plans for, for the best holiday of the year or? Yeah, I'm going to go to a house party at my friend's house. Megan and I are, are Cheech and Chong. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's very good, yeah. We got we got our stuff in the mail. We were gonna test it out last night, but we decided to just just stay inside and be lazy. I finally get a Saturday off, and now I'm just like an old man. Not a bad. I don't call. do anything. I did go to an LAFC playoff game last Ooh. night, though. That was pretty sick. Did they win? The, the, the official t- soccer team of Balcony Chatter. Uh they did five to two. Nice. Five to two. Big dub. Big dub. Uh, very good seats. Very fun atmosphere. Will Farrell, part owner, was in the house. Um, the Buanga, who is a uh, you know striker for LAFC, he got the Golden Boot this year, which is the most goals. Wow! Uh, and then he and then he scored two goals in the game. So yeah, it was sweet. Speaking of Will Farrell, so this has felt like a really long week for me, probably you too. But I feel yeah. like I feel like I was in LA so long ago, but it was literally this week. Um, but the last time we recorded, we were only able to talk about the Sharks game. Um, so since then, we've done a lot of stuff. We had a very, I, I yes. had a very successful uh, vacation, very successful trip out west. But Saturday, yep. I went to the Kings game uh, with a few friends, and you were unable to make the game because you went to a pretty cool event. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened? It's called night? uh Will it's called Will Ferrell's uh greatest night of your life, I think it was called. Best night of your life. And uh, you know, my uh my dear friend Ahmed, shout out Ahmed Baruska, fantastic, fantastic stand up comedian, uh, also a Kings fan, was was we were not gonna be there. His wife, shout out Abby Launder, put on this helped put on this festival called uh Will Ferrell's Best Night of Your Life for charity. I hit her up about tickets pretty early on because uh, they were astronomically expensive because it is for charity. It's at the Greek Theater. Uh, and then I just kept kind of asking. She's like, hey, they dropped. Check it out. And they dropped uh, still significantly out of my price range. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she gave Ahmed one and a, and a plus one. And we had guest patches, passes. So we were just backstage chilling. We, we caught the beginning of the show and all the comedians. Uh, Snoop Dogg came out and did Boats and Hoes with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Um, I saw Mason Plumley. He's giant, seven foot backup center for uh, 
the old Clippers out here in LA. Um, yeah, it was crazy. John Hamm. Wow. I talked to Rory Scoville for a long time. Met Hassan Minaj. Met a lot of people. It was cool. Yeah, very cool. That sounds. It awesome. was. It was. It was definitely a best night of my life. A best night of my life. But uh, we were able to. That that just that was the halfway waypoint for what was our week together you know and you you caught a you know as you mentioned the probably the best game of the trip we got a nice fight got a nice w out of it four to two win over the kings um not to mention the seats <laughs> that we got given yeah, a, little, a little before puck drop those were once sick. again it's just destiny we're gonna we're gonna sit nice when the ruins are in town it's just destiny even when you don't try it just it falls in your lap and you're 12 rows behind the goalie on the and the Bruins shoot twice and you know bummed i missed that but then we we'd spend two nights after that at the honda center yeah i mean your favorite you guys place listen on earth. to the podcast <laughs> yeah you guys listen to the podcast probably the last place on earth i want to spend one night let alone two uh so bruins play solid win uh well solid third period uh couldn't finish up until that point it felt like but solid win nonetheless and then we go right back to anaheim taking the train this time which Again, just got to shout out the train system out here from L.A. to Anaheim. Great stuff. Uh, and we we got to see a lot more comedic greatness, uh, specifically Adam Sandler. Man, that was a... Notorious Bruins fan. Yes. I think the only Boston team that he likes, even though he's from New England. Yeah. Well, he's born in New York. I don't know. True. That's true. I that's give true. him a pass. Yeah. Um, I give him a pass. And he also does like the bees, so... Yeah. I, I just, that was one of those, like, so originally I was going to fly home on that day, and then we kind of looked at the schedule and noticed that he was playing there and uh, kind of moved the, the flight around. But that was kind of like a bucket list thing for me. I had never seen him before. You've seen him. You actually got to see him in a pretty cool setting as well. I mean, in, in a smaller than an arena, you know. So um, just for me, that was that was a thing that I've always wanted to do. He's He's one of my all-time favorites and the fact that we were able to do that and have great seats and have you know everything go as smoothly as it did that day it kind of just made everything perfect and um glad we i'm glad we made it work i'm, I'm glad that i could have been for, there for that because um i'm sure you would have went either way just because you know we we both love him and uh if he's in town you, you got to make it happen so but I, i'm glad that i could swing it it was worth it i, I wouldn't change the the I wouldn't change anything about the trip. The whole thing was great. Everything went well, and you know, for for once, I didn't have any delays in flights or anything either. So it was like, felt like I was being pranked, where everything everything was going correctly. That I was like, what is what is happening here Especially these days? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, hell of a road trip. Uh, as I was flying home, flying over Chicago, just about you know an hour before puck drop. I was like, man, I should have just, I should have just had a layover in Chicago and went to the, this game too. There, man. Yeah, but I was glad to be home. There, I was glad to be home and get back into the swing of things here and get back on the, you know, I I was there just long enough to kind of start being on the time zone. So getting back here, you know, try to get to sleep as early as possible. Obviously, get back on the East Coast time, and you know, I, I enjoy every chance I get to be out there. So I can't wait to be back out there in February and. Um, you know, there won't be games going on, but it'll still be, still be fun. Yeah. There'll be games going on elsewhere for sure. Yeah. 
Which, speaking yeah, of games, trip, games oh, going yeah, on yeah. elsewhere, we have plenty to talk about with both of these teams now because, again, also the last time we had talked, there was no Celtics actual regular season. had Nothing had started yet, so um, we could talk about a little bit of that. And then the Bruins, too. I mean, still pretty damn hot. Only one overtime loss, which should have not happened in the first place, but still haven't lost in regulation. Yeah, did you know that both – yeah, did, did you know the Celtics and Bruins are both undefeated in regulation this year? That's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, you know who's yeah. who's it's a hot start. You know who's very defeated, the Patriots. But anyways, we don't talk about the Patriots on this podcast. Um, we don't talk to Pats. <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, Why are you toying around with Malik? Seriously, get Mac on his ass out of here. <laughs> Let's start with the Bruins um, here because there's a lot of Celtic stuff too, and and. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on how the the real team looks after a couple games here um, and sort of feel out what your thoughts are moving forward for this team. Uh, obviously, it feels like sky's the limit, but we'll get into that too. So uh, Bruins-wise, uh, a couple couple good home games after that, after that long road trip. Uh, obviously, lose to the Ducks in overtime after, you know, kind of choking a two-goal lead and then letting up the the goal in three on three in overtime uh but we we should have had that game obviously being up by two is against a bad team it's really really hard to blow that kind of a lead but they did it they sure did it and uh I will say though one thing I do want to say about Anaheim is yes they don't have it together but they have guys this year like I was I, I work with a Ducks fan he couldn't watch them last year and he just wanted them to lose constantly. Like this year, they do have guys that are worth tuning into and that if you sleep on them, they can do this. They can sure. come back and they can tie the game when, when you literally blink. Cause that's literally what it felt like happened. Cause I was working during that game. Again, horrible plays. The actual plays that led to the goals uh, being let up are a problem, but I, uh, you know, the, the bigger problem was was overall. It's like we can look at those moments. It's, we did nothing to increase our lead at that time. That game should have been over for a number of reasons, not just the giveaways. For sure, um, that was self-inflicted. The loss that in that game was self-inflicted. A couple own goals yeah. that are flukes, but you know, not being able oh, to yeah. clear oh, the yeah. zone for five minutes with an empty net, like you know, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to just, see them lose that way, especially to a team that. You know, we're going to start playing some really good teams here coming up, and those are the games that you need to win. You need the points out of those two, you know, those few games that are are what you would think are easy wins, which, again, like you just said, Anaheim doesn't have it all together, but they have guys that can do the trick. So it's, it's possible yeah. to, you know, if you leave them open, if you give them enough opportunity, if you give them a man advantage and – you're gassed out there, and then there are guys like Troy Terry or Zegris or apparently Vetrano, Vetrano. <laughs> who, who Dude, can yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but that being said, man, how am I feeling? I'm feeling like rolling up, you know, crushing up some 51 nugs, dude. It's about 51 nugs. Rolling a fatty, dude. You know why? Because I'm a big, big pothead now Ooh. i'm a number 51 potras head now dude i am woo, weighing on the rookie weighing on the rookie um, that's my guy dude so so interesting you bring this up because tomorrow will be game number nine for this kid and you know look we're sitting here and we're talking about this kid and we in our minds think that there's absolutely no way that they could send him down right i, I mean it would be uh, it would be insane 
I've, I don't know. I don't, I don't know Bruce, and I don't know if Bruce gets that call. Uh, I'm sorry, Bruce. Monty. Bruce. Monty. Well, I think it comes down to Neely and, and... I don't know. Yeah, and I think it comes down to them. And are you going to put it past Neely or Sweeney? I'm not. I'm not going to put it past them to send him down. So there's a couple of things that I look at when I think about the situation with Patra where it's it's like if you send him down, what does it do for his confidence that, he, he you know, you got to be thinking as a kid that's doing all of this, what, what else do I have to do for them to keep me up here? Why would they send me down when I've, you know, scored uh, multiple goals and he extends plays a lot, he, he gets space from other guys and he's... He's playing a lot. He's playing above his age from what we've seen from players also at his age. You know, he seems like he's yeah. fit, he fits here and he feels like he's played here for a while. Um, so really, it's just that he's just going to keep getting better and better. I think the only way I just feel they... like also rookies are rookies are also like a little bit like sizably off. And it's like he he fits the description yeah. already. And like he's only going to get bigger. You know, like in terms of like weight and like strength and being able to handle stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I, that's I'm, the concern, right? Because it's like I'd keep him up. I, I don't. Th- I don't think there's any need to send him down. He's got a lot of confidence here, and I know that will just be ideally to give him more confidence, where he's like, you know, if he's doing well in the NHL, he should dominate in the AHL. Hypothetically, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with it personally. Well, that's the thing is he can't even go to the AHL. He has to go back to juniors. So he's oh, just okay. going to tear well, it up there. Definitely not. Um, so it really comes down to what I, the way I see it is what, what is their real ultimate goal for this season? Do they think that they're going, I mean, as of right now, we're looking good, but do they think that they're going to be cup contenders or do they think that they're going to be kind of like a, let's see if we can get there type of team? Because if they feel like it's a waste to run a year off of his contract, when we should in theory with the money we have and the flexibility we have, be a better team next off season, then is that the way they're looking at it? Why burn a year off of his contract if we're going to sell at the deadline or if we're going to, but again, you don't know that because if you're in a playoff spot, you're not going to sell at the deadline. It doesn't really make any sense. So right. I, I just, I don't know what their thought process is for this team. And if they think that it's worth burning that first year off, which again, they still have two entry level years after that. And then they can sign him to another deal um i don't know i want to see him stay obviously he's played really well he's fit he fits really well on this team you know he's gonna have to develop at some point and i think that to get the experience against real guys if he can't go to the ahl then he's not going to get that in juniors um so i think that uh, personally i i hope he stays obviously i know we're in the same boat we're potheads here um Shout out to whoever whoever said that first. I don't know somebody on Twitter, but it's hilarious and it's it's great. Yeah, don't send him back to juniors. I think that's a bad move. Yeah, personally. But otherwise, I mean, this team looks good. Obviously, we got a couple guys banged up right now. Unfortunately, Lucic isn't going to be back until at least the middle of November, or yeah, I believe it's the middle of November. Um, so that that one stings for Bruins fans. Obviously, it's not the biggest loss. You know, it's not like losing a guy like Pasta or McAvoy or some some big name that's going to really um, put you above and beyond. But there was some in the last two games. I did notice that teams were kind of taking some liberties against us, and especially Pasta. Um, uh, Patra had a had a guy board him that was kind of 
egregious as well. So I think that you yeah. know you know you need guys like Lucic and Beecher and and Freddie to kind of stand stand in there and stand up for these guys. And I think if that that was the case last game, then we would. There was actually one specific one where Van Reems like kind of got put into the boards pretty nasty, and I think Luch would have you know been pretty upset about that. So that's where you miss a guy like him, whether he fights or Big he time. doesn't. It, it's still the thought that he could scares the other team. Yeah, and I, I, anyone who's looking at the points that he does or does not put up this year, and is upset by that and not recognizing how much like his presence deters that type of behavior, it's like you're you're completely missing the point in his job for this year. Yeah, any any anything stat wise is a bonus on top of this. We need his presence. We need the tough guy. Uh, it's just it's it's scary without it. Um, and it's been yeah, there's been some scary moments without it already. So we. Definitely need that. Did you see Freddie? Uh, the clip, the behind the beat clip of Freddie, just absolutely, just like in awe of Lucic. How they yeah. say, uh, uh, how we all say Luch <laughs> to cheer for him. Yeah, it's just like, man, it's so cool, dude. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, Luch is like, like it, it fires me up, and and Freddie's like, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, that that little that little. Uh, mentorship is uh that's that's what it's all about that's that's why he's here that's why Milan Lucic is back absolutely um it's we weren't expecting prime Luch, and if you were you're wrong and you're you're again you're just missing the point right he's good for this team but yeah I mean overall I think this team is in good shape right now we look good we are in a good spot obviously we got some tough games coming up but uh we get the rematch against the Panthers tomorrow or today, I suppose, if you're listening to this on release day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be a tough game. And they're not exactly ripping it up this year as far as I know. But it's still, they're going to want to come in here and beat us again just because that's that's how it goes. And um, I don't know. I like how things look. I like how the team looks overall. I don't love how Martian is getting a little bit hot-headed over the last couple games uh, or last few games. But it's his role now. He he thinks that he needs to be. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to act like he needs something more than he needs to be. But um, hard to argue with the results. We're winning. The only thing that I my biggest complaint about this team right now is that they can't stay out of the box. Every game it feels like yeah. five plus penalties, and that's way too many. Yeah, I like the antics. I like the disruptorness, but it's it's uh, it's getting a little too full tilt big time. Like it's. Uh, if you're doing it and you're aggravated, you're gonna do something stupid. Well, that's so, where suspensions come in. Like, and like I like the, yeah, yeah. But I no, but I like the like the Martian, Martian, uh, you know, hurting or not hurting, and just like messing with Bedard. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The welcome <laughs> to the league rookie stuff. Like that stuff's fun. Like yeah. I, I like that. I like the antics. Get under people's skin. Make them commit the penalty. What are you doing? Right. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. The te- tempers need to go down. They need. To, we need to realize that we are much. We are mostly a defensive and goaltending team way more than anything else and we need to capitalize on that and it's a lot harder to do when you only have four guys on the ice yeah yeah and and again when we start playing some of these teams that are really good that have a good power play they're going to take advantage of that and if you're letting up five power it's plays gonna, a game it's, yeah. and they're and they're scoring three out of five i mean that's that's a tough hole to dig it's yourself putting the game out of reach exactly yeah it's putting so, the game out of reach it's just it and and it's and it's you doing it to yourself it's 
you might as well just give the game to the Ducks <laughs> type deal. Yeah. Like if you like committing these dumb penalties are going to be the same as giving the game to the Ducks in results. Like it's just yeah, hundred percent. But other than that, it's like you know, these are fixable mistakes. Yeah, yeah, they're fixable, and they haven't you know, aside from the Ducks game, it hasn't been the end of the world. We've handled. Uh, I mean, we've won by two goals in most of our six wins, right? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Pretty sure five of them, I think. All three that you saw on the West Coast. Yep. Detroit. Um, Predators might have been one. I think we finished 3-1 against Chicago as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, for not being an offensive team, they're doing some pretty cool stuff on in terms of offense and putting people out by over the puck line. Yeah. For you gamblers out there. Um Yeah, so one other thing that I want to talk about before we switch to basketball here because I, I do want to get into that a little bit was did you hear about this this uh AHL player Adam Johnson? No. The the former Penguins player, I believe he was in the minor leagues now. Um so a couple nights ago there was like a freak accident where he got cut in the neck by a skate blade. Oh, geez. And did not make it. Um, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Went, went to the hospital, all of that. Um, I, I think I'm assuming, you know, they were doing everything they could to, to kind of help this poor kid and try to try to save his life. Oh, and of course. They were unable to do that. And it was again, it was a freak accident where. You know, not that he he's just a, a player. He wasn't. We've seen this happen with goaltenders before. Uh, obviously, recently we saw Lauko get a skate to the face and really, really do some damage yeah. to his his face. And um, and he's lucky. He's very and, like, lucky. And the, the way Lauko looks is is is, is the good. Is, that's the good side of that. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he he also that could have been a lot worse too. I mean, that's why everyone's wearing visors. Yeah. And now, I mean, but... and I don't even mean you know, like he's lucky to have his eyes exactly. Uh, obviously, obviously a much worse uh, result here. No, that's so sad, man. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, that's horrible. So, I mean, obviously, what AHL team was he playing for? I believe he was playing Pittsburgh? for the Nottingham Panthers. Her- um, I don't know. They're because they're they're Hershey or something. Yeah, was their team. I think. Um, yeah, I believe he was playing for the Panthers, uh, but just just awful. I mean. It's just, it, and then the other thing was you started to see some players today in the AHL, especially you know Providence guys, Lizell and a couple other guys were wearing neck guards, and it was basically like a turtleneck. Which, I, I mean, it, we're getting to a point now where it's like this is going to be uncomfortable for all of these players, and some players won't wear them. But if it saves your life, I mean, maybe it's worth being uncomfortable, you know. Um, I, I totally agree, and I I think they'll find ways to make that less and less uncomfortable. Like they'll make like breathable ones. I because I, I I really think like you know there's there's all this technology nowadays where just like a simple cloth like that can deter a blade. Right. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. And it, I know. I I I would think that would actually get a hyper focus in like science, uh, you know, sports science behind. Oh, I'm uh, just, sure just that Under Armour and Nike are all throwing a team at this kind of thing right now to to try to 
not uh, you know I, corporations want to make money but maybe it's bigger than that hopefully to them and if they can do some yeah. good with the resources that they have and make these things um comfortable for players so that they're they're more likely to wear them then you know obviously I hope that that happens because they have I would imagine all of those those big companies Nike and Adidas and and Under Armour have these kind of um R&D teams that can work on something like that to help with the safety of players so fingers crossed that that gets a little bit of uh speed behind it and they get pushed out but yeah man it's just terrible and and this is such a freak accident I mean we see cuts we saw Evander Kane get cut across the wrist recently or last year that was pretty nasty too, um, but these happen so infrequently that I think people start to forget that it's it is actually like something that can happen, and maybe with these ones that have happened recently, it's really going to push um, players and uh, coaches and stuff in the direction of trying to get these guys and urging them to wear stuff. But we'll see. But it's just such a horrible thing, and you know, obviously, we feel terrible and. Um, you know, hope that his family's doing all right and all of his friends and all that too, because I can't even imagine. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we touched on it too, but, you know, very glad Lauco is, you know, both able to see and didn't bleed out. Just yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. I mean, cause that, when you look at the cut that he had, it's so close to his eye that it's like, it's almost a miracle that it didn't cut his eye at all. I think he fractured part of his face there and also obviously has that gnarly that cut there yeah. that's huge stitched up and completely black. But it could have been so much worse. And I think I, I would hope and I would think that the visor really did help that situation for him. And that's why they've made it mandatory for everyone in the league unless it's another one of those things where unless you've been in the league for a certain amount of time, like Luch doesn't have to wear one. Ryan Reeves doesn't have to wear one. Chara wasn't wearing one. But if you were in the league after a certain date, you have no choice. It's mandatory now. So once those guys are out of the league, that they'll they'll be the only ones left to, to have not worn a visor. And I think that wow. it's necessary. You know, like I, same type of thing where um, – they, they put in a mandate type, I don't know if it's a mandate, but they put in another rule like that with uh, you have to wear a helmet during warm-ups unless you were in the league by a certain date. So I think Pasta is probably one of those last guys that are that are uh, eligible to not have to wear a, a bucket during during practice or um, warm-ups, you know, skate around and, and stuff before the game starts. So because I think that they've seen too many things where somebody takes a, a shot and it bounces off the post and then it hits someone in the head and uh, it's just not worth the risk. So I, I like that they're putting some of these things in place and I like that they're grandfathering in some of the guys that have been here around long enough that um, they can let that gradually push its way out. But um, it does show that they do seem to care at least a little bit about what's happening in the safety of some of these players. I mean, you have to. Yeah. You know, and this 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 is this is another thing that comes with uh, the whole ESPN TNT factor too. Uh, you know, granted, this game wasn't on there or anything like that, but you know, word's going to spread, and and beyond that, it is it is a legitimate issue. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a miracle in the past with that infamous story where there was a literal war medic who was a medic on a, a 
one of the teams and he went out and he tied the goalie's jugular vein shut to save his life. Uh, and obviously that's, that's not a thing that can just uh, happen every time. Uh, and it is a freak thing, especially in terms of, you know, life threatening wounds that we've heard of, but it, you know, it does happen. And, uh, the, I think the NHL is just going to have to address it uh, one way or another, and hopefully it's just kind of a thing that uh, hopefully we're we're the players are you know or we're all more annoyed by the ads on the helmets than you know the, this causing anyone any discomfort or whatever. I just yeah, safety first. I think even even though it's a freak thing, it's not. Yeah, it's we've seen it. It's yeah. happened. I don't know. It does happen. Yep. And and and, and I, I I don't see this being a, I don't see this going the way of the visor. You know, no. You know. I yeah. think uh, I think everyone's going going to have to be on board. Yep. I agree. Um. And I don't know if that's, but you know, if 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 people are so against it, how how dark does that get? Does that go to, um, you know. Are you finding me, or are you going to rip me off the ice if I don't wear this thing? Yeah, um, and then that affecting games if it did or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's unique. I, I do think they have to address it. Um, I know hockey's hockey, but let's yeah. keep fighting and uh, let's not have people getting their uh, jugulars cut. Yeah, it's very dark. And uh, rest in peace. Indeed. Yep. Um. So. I do want to switch over a little bit here to to talk about basketball because we have had a couple games here. I've been watching, you know, as much as I can uh, of other teams as well, just to kind of get into the swing of basketball and see how things are going and what other teams look like. And you know, if even if I have it on in the background, it's it's pretty cool to um, just try to see some players. Because I mean, admittedly, I've always said on this podcast that I don't know the league as well as I know the NHL, of course. So. I try to learn a little bit more about different players. There's so many players, and um, it's hard to keep up with all of them when it's not your uh, your number one sport, you know. So, but I've been watching some games. Celtics look very good. I don't know how how uh-huh. th- this is exactly why I wanted to get into it because I want to know your thoughts on you know the first couple games here and how you think this new look team looks and what what is the ceiling. Uh, I think we've talked about this a hundred times that it's basically finals or bust, but how you feeling so far? Uh, some beautiful flashes so far. Um, two teams that I think we should be better than. Obviously, we all know the curse of the Miami Heat. Uh, there was a while there where I was like, if this goes south, uh, I may kill myself because uh, we need <laughs> we needed to beat the Miami Heat. Or the Miami Heat, I'm sorry, they got worse. This year, I, I hate that they got that fantastic draft pick, and he played in this game, and he was solid, and he he looks, you know, he's not ready, super ready to go yet, but you know, th- he's gonna he's gonna be a disruptor on defense, and he's gonna get going, uh, Mr. Jaime Hawkins Jr. But they lost Sruis, they lost Vincent, two starter level guys uh, for them last year. The Celtics obviously getting incredibly more deep and incredibly. Uh, uh, I, I mean, our top six in the league is just insane. Um, Derek White, best player in the Miami Heat game by far. Um, yeah, the, I looked at maybe the best defender on the team. And then the second best defender, and this worries me a bit, but 
we'll see how it goes. Porzingis is incredible on defense. Jalen Brown's looking great on D. Just disruptors out there. Uh, we need more of that. The defense needs to get hungrier and more intense. Uh, Drew Holiday will get more involved on the defense, but Derek White had one steal and three blocks, and Porzingis had three steals and one block against the Heat. Just like that's that's really what I'm mostly worried about is the defense here. Um, I really like everything else. Maybe it'll come together more. I think the offense is only going to come together more. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty damn fun. Let's talk about Porzingis in the first game, huh? Unbelievable. Uh, the second best Celtics debut uh, in Boston Celtics history is that good. Do you know who the first was? Dominique Wilkins in the 90s. Interesting. 35 points, I believe. Wow. Uh, could be misremembering that, but it, it was Dom. Um, but better than Kevin Garnett, better than Kyrie, uh, better than uh, yeah, some everyone. other very significant names in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh, that was impressive, man. And that was like, I think that opened a lot of people's eyes to like, is he really going to be this good like again for the Celtics because yeah because that's scary for everyone else like the the problem is always still and it's always going to be is he going to stay on the court is he going to be healthy but I obviously he's getting older as a player in general so it's like if he's still going to be able to drop 30 and play the way the way that he's playing like that is just not good for everyone else in this league because no. adding that to an already um, stellar team and adding Drew Holiday and all that, like we're talking, like you were saying before, I think you said it on the last podcast, this could potentially be the most fun Celtics team we've ever got to watch if everyone stays yeah. healthy to an extent and yeah. and plays just to how they actually should play as a player. They don't need to play above and beyond, but like if you're saying Porzingis is going to play the way that he is able to play, I mean, that's that's fun and that's scary. It's horrifying for the rest of the league. I love it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very I'm very excited just about like I'm happy with the starting lineup. Uh, Horford coming off the bench. I'm very uh, interested if there will be games where we start Horford and Porzingis, and then I'm very concerned just to, like how many games can he play, man. Yeah. Like, uh, let's go. I mean, he's, he's fully healthy, I guess. Plantar fasciitis scared the hell out of me. Uh, I was ready to riot on Causeway. Um, but here we are, and he looks unbelievable on offense and defense and just is just such an added bonus to this team where it's just like it's pretty much background noise how efficient Jalen and Jason have been in their first. Oh, no. I said, oh, no, Anthony. God bless. Same time. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um it's just like the Jays are almost background noise, and we're seeing what these other guys can do, and it's looking good. But shout out to Derek White. My God. Yeah, what a game. You can do it all. It's starting him and Drew Holiday is the best defensive you know, guards in the NBA, hands down. You think it's because he shaved his head or what? He's got like that extra, he's extra aerodynamic. He's so much what? faster because of it, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's fun. Like, this this team has so much potential. And, again, like I, I say, the sky's the limit. Or, you know, the ceiling is – I don't know if there even is one. But 
I don't no ceilings, baby. I don't know why they shouldn't be in the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. You know, there's no reason why. Obviously, I'm saying something that everyone knows and that Vegas is probably saying, are they the favorites? Are we the favorites right now? Yeah, I want to shout out um, the Milwaukee Bucks for getting their butt kicked by Atlanta at home tonight. Um, do you think that? Was and I want to shout out Flavor Flav who did the national anthem. <laughs> that's what I was just gonna say. And yes, yes, I do think that's why. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Why would you have him do the national anthem? Is, is that the home opener? Is that the second game? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's not a singer. He's not. It's funny. I don't know how much he's a rapper anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know, man. Both we got two good teams right now. There's a lot of there's a lot a hot of start. a lot of season to go, but yeah, hot start. Ceiling is the limit for the Celtics. Uh but both teams have a floor that we haven't had to see yet. So yeah. let's see how that happens. They're gonna lose. These teams are gonna lose. It's gonna happen, Andrew. How will they bounce back? Will they lose a lot? Will they get on streaks? Can they break losses? Will they be good at home? I don't know. I'm excited to find out. I'm ready for, I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I You don't want to rush it, but it's just you You always kind of want perspective, and this is just the bullshit sample size. So it's an exciting, very small sample for the NBA and you know, significantly small sample for the NHL as well. A little bigger, but again, me and Andrew don't really think we've played anyone that good besides Detroit, maybe the Kings. Um, so let's see what these teams have, because right now I, I don't know what to make of 6-0-1 and 2-0. No. Yep. Exciting. Very excited. I'm I'm Yeah, it's great. I'm ready to be heard again. Okay. I'm I'm back. Yeah. Wow. That's well Sp- spoken like a true Michael hey. Scott. <laughs> no. Who happened who no. happened to be at the Bruins game last night. I I don't yeah. know so they posted a picture of him. I they obviously they put him up on the, the big screen, the Jumbotron, whatever. Uh, the whole crowd went nuts, but the NHL posted a very strange photo of him at the Bruins I thought it was game. So weird! It was so weird. He was in. Shout out him and his wife. He was uh, in the front row. Nancy Walls, my Is buddy's it? aunt. Uh, wow. Shout out Cor- Shout out my boy Corey Walls, guest of uh, the Trashing Things Pod. But yeah, I was gonna text him. I was gonna be like. What is this like covert ops, like borderline creeping? <laughs> he wasn't even photo they took of our guy camera. here. Yeah, no, dude. He also looks like he's trying to be discreet, and like they asked, and he was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> and they did that. I don't know. It's weird. I didn't. I didn't like it. But hey, you know, Boston area guy, Bruins fan. Yep. Got to see a nice dub. Yeah. Or no? Was yeah. It the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. It was last night. Oh. He saw a good one. I just think it's hilarious that he okay. was in a he was in he was on the glass, like typically the you know John Hamm has been at games and stuff like I obviously that was when we were playing St Louis but like John he's, Krasinski, he's a huge hockey fan yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised he's at the glass I'm not yeah that's, no it's that's just, him it it it's cool I think that it's we've awesome. seen like Vince Vaughn does it it's the the real addicts do it I mean Will Ferrell does it he just sits behind the bench because he wants to see the bench right yeah he's guys, in with the people these guys all the are time. big hockey guys. Yeah, big big hockey guys. Yeah, yeah. It's Will cool. Ferrell obviously not at the Bruins Kings game because he was uh, hosting Ooh. a show at the Greek Island too. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, no, I'm excited, man. Let's see. Yeah, we we got a long way to go, but 
starting off strong, hoping that we can keep this going, keep things, you know, at least at least at a steady pace for the Bruins because we weren't expecting to be what we are yet. Uh, but we'll see when we start playing some good teams. And the Celtics, I don't feel nervous about that at all. It's basically, it, it feels to me like a, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not going to say it. It feels to me like we're, we're going to be in good shape going into the, the season, going into the end of the season, blah, blah, blah. So there's a long way to go, but I feel really confident with this team and I'm excited to watch them this whole year and uh, see how it's going. So me too, man. I'm hyped. Well, we'll Still catch be, up. Let's go see. We'll let's catch up with that next week. <laughs> yeah. LAFC. I forgot what, when is the if they were to make it? When do the when do the finals happen? This is the there's a round of three playoffs. The first round's pl- round of three now. They changed the whole thing. I I couldn't tell you. I have to look it up. But this was the first of the first series. So. Yeah. In a bit. Yep. In a bit. A couple weeks, at least. I'll be checking in with well, you. All right, my guy. Too. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I'll be checking in on West Ham. Yeah, so please don't. <laughs> All right, forget it. Stretched. 